I have officially entered day three of my quarantine, and with day three comes my third quarantine album review. It's pouring outside, I'm sitting in my room, I was very bored, and I decided to review an album that came out about a month and a half ago that I've actually listened to a lot of, but never thought I really would have enough to say about the album uh, itself until now listening to it i decided to jot down my thoughts and kind of flesh it out uh, the album i'm going to be talking about is dreaming of david by ryan Beatty. Uh, ryan Beatty is a 24 year old singer songwriter who is most well known for his collaborations with artists like brock hampton and tyler the creator his solo work is moderately popular in the underground like bedroom pop scene uh, and right now he's back with his second full-length album, which is the follow-up to 2018's Boy in Jeans, an album that I wasn't really too hot on when it came out. Uh, to me, it felt a little shallow and one-sided. And although I think it's warmed uh, warmed up on me a little bit, it's still not an album that I find myself coming back to that much. Dreaming of David, however, takes what Boy in Jeans wanted to be, uh, a dreamy pop album that's all about love and kind of pushes the boundaries of bedroom pop by melding them with mainstream pop and r&b uh, and it finds ryan Beatty uh, making an album that's really something worth remembering and is a real uh sh real showing of how he's matured as a singer songwriter and a good way for him to flesh out his sound uh, dreaming of david it's a tight 12 songs, 42 minutes, uh, constantly drenched in auto-tune, voice effects, and reverb. The album takes a lot of things that I really normally find annoying in mainstream pop music and puts them into this intimate personal space and in my mind makes them very far from those corny stereotypes that usually come along with things like auto-tune and voice effects. Uh, the production is such a far step up from Boy in Jeans. It's leaps and bounds ahead of what he'd done before, as is uh, the songwriting. His lyrics on this album are a lot more cohesive and a lot more engaging and a lot better at telling a story than they were in Boy in Jeans. I think the vocal layering in this album is really uh, simply heavenly. Uh, it works on all levels from layering the same words on top of each other in verses to using these little choral-like backings throughout the songs. Uh, the mixing with these is also really good and adds an old-timey feel to the songs that are so unapologetically and in-your-face just modern love songs. What makes uh, the auto-tune and the vocal effects an advantage in this album, in my mind, uh, instead of uh, distracting hindrance, uh, as I think they normally are, is that they walk right up to that line of being too much, uh, and they tow around it, but they never cross it. Uh, they switch back between unedited vocals at just the right time in the album. I think the way he blends uh, the vocal editing with just his unedited raw vocals is really well done uh, when he switches back to the unedited vocals at just the right time like in the beginnings of the songs flower at the door and the song evergreen uh, it brings you back to the first song in the end which starts without vocal layering and it's just a really nice way to start the album and it kind of brings you back to that feeling so what it does is the vocal layering kind of casts out this line kind of draws you out into this different world and then right as you think you're getting too deep it brings you right back in and kind of grounds you back into the center of the album 
Uh, I think that the fact that the album introduces his voice without any effects is really good because it eases you into the waters of the album. The effects, when they do happen, sound really good and they do exactly what vocal effects should do. Uh, they engage the listener, add new angles to the music without distracting from the listening experience, and they make the listener kind of appreciate the unedited vocals even more. The album reimagines the modern trend of beat switches in what I think is a more subdued but at the same time exciting light. Uh, instead of switching instrumentals between breakdowns like normal beat switches, uh, Beatty builds songs from the ground up and then separates all of the sounds into these different sections that almost work as different portions of the songs, uh, like on the songs uh, or on the song Dark Circles, which takes the beat from the closing seconds of In the End and slowly works from this neo-psychedelic elevator music type sound and expands into this faster-paced synth-driven ballad where his vocals sound uh, something like they were pitched down and then saved only to be pitched back up to his regular range, which makes them meld so well into the instrumental because there's something so surreal about how they sound. Uh, the biggest factor in Beatty's beat switches, in my opinion, is the percussion and how it doesn't really take uh, or change. It just speeds up to match the themes in the vocals. It doesn't take anything from them or add anything to them. Uh, it really just acts as like a grounding force in the songs. Uh, what makes the beat switches enjoyable is how subtle they are, and they just sound kind of like different versions of the same song. In a way, they take you through the songwriting journey, and of course, more conceptually, they take you through the love story that Beatty details throughout the album. Uh, the general concept of the album is pretty basic and uh, pretty predictable. Uh, one, uh, concept of the struggles and rewards of love, which is pretty overdone in pop music. But I think the album wouldn't work if Beatty had tried to make it more conceptually complex because this isn't the type of album you want to have to listen to and analyze and think about while you're paying attention to it. Uh, it's music to just relax and get lost in without needing to put a lot of effort toward the listening experience uh, because the emotions in the album are they're just so fundamental and relatable i think it's the simplicity of it all that really makes it so enjoyable uh, the instrumentals on this album are often focused on placing acoustic guitar riffs and melodies into synth pop aesthetics which uh, really takes the style of his collaborations which are more synth pop and takes his roots, which are more in acoustic guitar ballads, and I think it combines them really well. I think in terms of the instrumentals, the only weak link is the percussion, and I think that is true only because there's a lot of songs that just don't really have percussion at all, and if they do, the percussion is too minimal and kind of gets drowned out by the rest of the sounds. I think a lot of those songs that have those issues would benefit from a little more or just percussion uh, backing at all, like in the songs Brother and Casino or even Shimmer, where these songs are just ballads driven by his vocals and the guitar, but what they lose is that they kind of just go on too long without having stuff change, where this, I think, percussion could add something to it. Uh, when the beats are present, though, they range from just typical bedroom pop style music, like in the song Dark Circles, to fast-paced, uh, hectic, loving, exciting, engaging uh, percussion, uh, like in the song Evergreen. And I think the reason that 
those songs without percussion feel a little emptier is that when the percussion is there it adds uh, it's obvious that it adds a new aspect and element to the song that makes it so much more enjoyable i think the album could have used a little variation in just general style in order to play up the themes of love that he brings out throughout every song in the album but in general i think the sameness of dreaming of david stylistically is something more of a strength than it is a weakness. I also think the track ordering uh, could be rearranged slightly to make the album more cohesive. Uh, Most specifically, I think the last two songs could be switched, or even though it's the title track, the last song, Dreaming of David, uh, could be cut because it feels more like a footnote to the album than it does a song that actually adds to what you're listening to. But... I don't think that those issues really distract from what you're listening to while you're listening to it or even after the fact because everything flows so well together. On the whole, Dreaming of David is an album that plays up its simplicity as a strength rather than playing it down as an insecurity. The album blends the rushes and downfalls of love, making it so relatable and so easy to listen to. Uh, It isn't an album that I would say knocks your socks off, but rather an album that gently puts your socks back on your feet. Uh, Dreaming of David is very tranquil and very relatable, and I think in the end, uh, it is a serene 8 out of 10.